All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. More sexy stories coming today because that's what we do. And you guys know that. That's, I assume, why you're listening or at least a part of why you are. Before we get to that fun, though, we want to say a thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. Cassidy is our favorite lifestyle site for a lot of different reasons. Probably my favorite reason is that Cassidy really cares about the lifestyle space. They are constantly sponsoring different things, including our events like Pod Bash happening in October. They are very involved in exotic so they're reaching across the aisle to other sex positive communities they just really care and you see that in everything they do you also see that in the quality of the site at Cassidy and if you want to start meeting sex positive people yourself you can do so on Cassidy free for 30 days check it out make sure it's a good fit for you if you go to frontporchswingers.com you can click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the home page and doing so will allow you to get signed up free for a month so we hope to see you at Cassidy.com. So we had a fun night last night that I want to talk about because it was a perfect break from the chaos that has been our lives. And it was your idea. Well, you we go to a place very regularly and the gentleman that runs it reached out to you. And when you told me about it, I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking perfect. Yeah. So there's a few places here in Vegas that we just fucking love. And we very fortunately, one of them is very close to where we live. It's just amazing. So the gentleman who does operate it, like you said, of course, he has my number, reaches out anytime something special is going on. And if we can make it, we certainly do. And it's the kind of place where when friends come in town or we're going to meet a couple or a single person, a lot of times we go there because it's sexy and kind of dimly lit and, and the music is great and the great service. colors. Everything yeah. is like copper and black. Everything's and just, just sexy. awesome. Yeah. And there's no smoking, which very rarely will you find in Vegas. It's just an awesome spot. And, I really wish that would change about Vegas. Uh, it's literally my least favorite thing about Vegas. Yeah, it really is. And this place happens to have uh, a jazz club and... They have a speakeasy, and then there's a speakeasy within the speakeasy. Yes. You have to be a member. It is fucking spectacular. I love this place. So he reached out and said uh, they were having a bourbon tasting. That's all I needed to hear. Um, (laughs) It was a small event. I think they were permitting 20 people, 15 or 20. I don't remember. So we RSVP'd, and we went... And had a great fucking time last night. It was really nice. Just the two of us, totally fucking vanilla time in a room full of vanilla folks. It was a sexy event. I felt sexy. We dressed up. I had this beautiful pink dress on. You had this great outfit on. We go. We get to learn about some of the different uh, bourbons and whiskeys. And then we get to taste them. And they're paired with food. I mean, the whole thing was so classy. Yeah, it was really it was really nicely done. And the environment was awesome. Great people. And it was, it's interesting because, you know, you, you sit there, or at least I did, and I'm looking around the room. And of course, the gentleman who was sitting with his friend uh, at the table next to us, he introduced himself to me, thought I was a, a professional golfer. Somehow he, <laughs> he, he said, I look like someone who plays golf. I have no fucking idea who that is. I don't play golf. I don't watch golf. So you have now been mistaken for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. And a- the coach of the Raiders. Yep. 
and now a pro golfer. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. If anybody knows, feel free to let me know. I have no clue. <laughs> so he leaned over and he said, excuse me. He said, are you a golfer? And I said, only a gunpoint. I said, I don't, I, there's no way. I, sorry, not a chance. And we just kind of laughed. He's like, you look just like this golfer. He didn't tell me his name. I didn't ask. I wouldn't know anyway. I just thought it was funny. But talking to folks in a vanilla space, it's just interesting to watch them interact Couples, I'm, I'm speaking of particularly, you know, there was a couple of couples there and it was just funny to kind of see them and how they interact in public and how they interact with other people. And it's just so different from a lifestyle gathering. If that was a room with 20 lifestyle people in it, it would have been very different. Well, yeah, you know, of course it would have because half of them would have wanted to fuck each other. <laughs> for sure. For sure. It's just a different vibe. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was great. I loved it because we've been talking about this. This has been the theme of a couple of episodes now. Balance. We are not great at it, but we're sincerely trying to find more balance in our lives. And last night was an opportunity for that. It was a break from the craziness. Yes. It was us surrounded by, like you said, vanilla people, or at least we thought they were vanilla. We were certainly interacting with them in very vanilla ways. Yeah. And also a chance for you and I to really focus on each other because we have a crazy next few days coming up and to just be able to talk and laugh and flirt and kiss was wonderful. Yeah. It's Listen, it's, it's absolutely needed, particularly with what we've got coming up the next few days and it's going to be fast and furious. And, you know, I just didn't want to miss out on an opportunity. And it was it's really the first time we've been able to do it because every time he's contacted me about an event, we just haven't been around. Yeah. You know, so it was nice, but it was really good to do that. So I had a, I had a great fucking time looking forward to the next one. So onto a little bit kinkier subject. Last episode, we talked about how sensual my play sessions were a couple weeks ago, or I guess it was last week still at this yeah. point. And I had three amazing play sessions with three amazing men, but they were all pretty not vanilla because they were <laughs> they were with people other than yeah, you, so yeah. I don't think that can categorize that, as vanilla. That instantly takes off the vanilla portion of the opportunity. But yeah. vanilla for us, okay? Vanilla is a relative term in it my is. world. And my last few play sessions and really my play partners right now are of a very vanilla nature. Not that there is anything wrong with that. I appreciate them all exactly as they are. But this last week was interesting because a couple of things kind of fell in my lap based on me opening myself up to them one was a gentleman that i had talked to uh, quite a while ago reached back out which was kind of the universe in my opinion yeah because i had just been so busy that i hadn't even thought of him and this is a kinky guy this is a guy who has some very interesting proclivities if you will and a lot of very interesting experience yeah and he told me about kind of a secret not necessarily secret but kind of an underground dungeon scene here in vegas really? i had no idea i had no idea whatsoever no kidding so i don't know what that looks like i don't know if that makes any level of sense but that was so interesting just the timing of all of that coming together and then in addition to that t who we're going to talk about today later obviously a play partner of mine that i adore but our sex has been very vanilla up to this point minus right. one little choking moment <laughs> when we were at the drive-in yeah <laughs> Uh, but he reached out after listening to last week's episode and was like, I am so down to learn from you about some of the kinkier aspects. I am very turned on by the idea of impact. So that is something that also might come to fruition. I have no idea if that makes any sense given our dynamic, but I'm definitely down to explore. I don't see why not. I think the underground
underground dungeon thing is very mysterious. I had no idea. Well, yeah. you have to assume there would be, but provided it's not in some weird cat's mother's basement, I think it would be, I think it's okay. That's you know? the thing, though. I mean, yeah. I when I think of secret dungeons, I think of people setting up these little makeshift dungeons that they have, like, their five friends that go to. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm not judging. If that's your scene, that's totally fine. But I don't particularly find that of interest. Well, we're going to need to see exactly what underground dungeon really means that can mean a lot Listen, of i hope things. it means something very fucking cool i will totally be down i would really like to see that if it's okay my dream is it's like a speakeasy where you, yes you have to punch in a code or you have to knock a certain way on the door and that opens up into this amazing room and it's got like a hot dungeon master who tells you all the rules and then I'm you in. get your ass beat now that sounds fucking amazing if there's anywhere like that in the country i want to be there yeah for, well I, if there is i would imagine it's probably here so we'll find out i'm the, not sure the land that's I, I think that there's far kinkier cities. I think New York City probably has some of those, if For I had sure. to guess. Yeah, but you're talking. I'm talking about cities of relative size. Yeah. You know, this is a million people versus 20 million. Very different. There's 20 million people in New York? Something like that, yeah. Oh, that's a lot of fucking people. A lot of fucking people. So, yeah, I, listen, there's a lot happening here. I'm curious to see what that looks like. We've been talking about you particularly getting a little bit more immersed in the kink scene, uh, given what you're looking for and, and some of the things you're, you're wanting to explore again and getting back into. So I think that's that's fucking great for me. I had the opportunity to play with my friend, our friend Nicole, and my play with her is very different from yours and mine. Obviously, nowhere near the level of intensity or or impact. Obviously, that that Aggression. aggressive kind yeah. of play. But she will she she likes to amp it up a little bit, you know, a little bit, and she'll let me know right where she's at on you know, what threshold. You know, she'll keep me in check. So um, what do you prefer? What do you like about something like that versus what we do? Would you be into more kinky stuff down the road, given your experience? What does that look like that, for you? That really depends on on my partner. And the truth is, if there were, I mean, like you just said, this this magical underground kink space or the, you know, kind of kink community, I think it'd be very cool to dip back into that. You know, there was a time, of course, many years ago when I was living in Austin, that's the space I was in. And it was, it was underground, but very accepted. And in fact, some of the events were held in amazing places that were not underground. They were very high profile, but the people kept it very kind of low key. And it was a sexy environment. And I, I could easily see myself playing in that space again on some level, you yeah, know, if well, it's right. We even talked about pre-COVID, we were planning on going to a couple of different kink yes. events, one in Denver and one in San Francisco. Yeah. Then, of course, you know, they weren't available yeah, for a couple ended. of years. And now they're kind of coming back. And I, I am interested to go to something like that even. Yeah, no, Just something sure. where I can be around that atmosphere, get some new ideas, be inspired so I can come home and just fucking unleash on somebody if, you know, consensually, of course, if I find someone who's interested. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, um, I'm excited by that possibility. Yeah, and for sure. I think the other other thing that's so interest, interesting about you as you're talking about Nicole and the difference between w your play with her and your play with me and your play with other people that you've been with, I think you're kind of a sex chameleon. Like yeah. you are very much somebody who can take on the energy of the person you're with pretty flawlessly. Yes. I think that's probably, I would say your second biggest strength as a sexual partner, aside from the fact that you're incredibly communicative. Well, I've been fortunate in that I've had a lot of different types of 
of play partners, obviously. And I think the most important thing when it comes to playing with someone, you know, like with myself and Nicole, who isn't your primary play partner, for example, especially the first time or first few times you're getting to know somebody, you really need to be able to read their body language and understand and communicate what it is that you are expecting, what your expectations are, what they want, what they like, but really understanding that when you're in the midst of play, which direction things need to, to go. Right. You need to be able to read people, uh, I think, more than anything. You yeah. Know? I mean, and that's I guess I'm just I, I'm fortunate I've been able to do that, especially with a, with an awesome play partner like she. It's it's just it's it's easy. It's fluid. and It's very comfortable. And well, a lot of people don't do that because a lot of people don't fucking care. That's the honest to God truth. For sure. There are a lot of and I'm not just saying men. Women do it, too. I'm oh, yeah. sure I've, I've just had fewer female partners, so I can't speak to it as much. But the number of men that walk in with like th- this is their way of doing things. This is their itinerary for the time that you were together. And that's that's how it's going to be. And you are going to fall in line. Now, listen, if it's like a DS thing and you talk about that beforehand, totally fine. Yeah. But if you haven't and you're just going to be that fucking rigid, I don't see that as a recipe for success very often. That's the, I mean, I guess that's one of the things for me. Rigidity is one of the most difficult things for me to get around, particularly in the space of consensual non-monogamy. I feel like you need to have a bit of an open mind because you are potentially coming in contact with folks from all different genres of play, right? I mean, there should and be- And life experiences yeah. and ways that they accept and appreciate pleasure and all of that. Yeah, I just think there's there's such an opportunity, I guess. And I guess more than anything, I feel like it would be a missed opportunity to be just completely closed off. Now, look, I get it. There are some fucking hard stops. I'm that guy also. But outside <laughs> of that, uh, you know, the really like the stuff that you're like, no, fuck that never, never going to happen. Or I did it and didn't like it or whatever. I feel like there's a little bit or should be a little bit of room to maneuver. Yeah. I think I- it makes it interesting, spices it up. So single guy tip of the week. There have been a number of guys that we have come in contact with as of late, particularly because of all of the events that we're hosting, most of which are Hot Wife events. We have one event coming up that is not Hot Wife-centric. The rest of them, Hot Wife events. So we come in contact with a lot of single dudes, or presumably single dudes. Here's the thing that fucks me up. When you reach out to a couple and instantly assume that you're talking to the female portion of that couple or the male portion of that couple... That, to me, is it kind of lends itself to a pretty high degree of ignorance, right? Yes. You don't know. You're reaching out as if you know who you're talking to. You don't know who you're talking to. Yes. What makes that worse is when you think you're talking to one of those people, you are then corrected, (laughs) and you continue to communicate as though... You didn't even fucking read the message. You're still talking to that person. They probably didn't read the message. They're like, oh, cool. I got a response. Very literally, the guy said to me, oh, I didn't read it. That's how he literally said that to me. Oh, I didn't Holy read that. Holy fuck. Listen, listen to me. If you're At a single guy. At least make up an excuse. Be like, oh, I have poor reading skills or something. Come up with something. Give, <laughs> give me something, man. I need something to work with. Because if you reach out and you're... You know, you're not an idiot and you and you don't say something like, I'm sure I'm talking to the missus or I'm talking to the mister. Just make it a very generic greeting so that you're not getting yourself all jammed up because you're you really do need to pay attention. If you think you're talking to me and in fact that you're the one that's reading it. That whatever it is that they're saying could potentially not fall properly. Well, right? okay, so I have a couple of thoughts on this. One is 
typically if it's a guy reaching out, assuming that he's talking to the woman, it is of a sexual nature. Oh, yeah. And they think that they're going to be able to kind of skirt around the dude and they don't have to acknowledge the fact that there's somebody else in the equation, which is ridiculously disrespectful. The other side of it, though, is there have been many single men that have reached out acting as if they are speaking to you. Right. And there's a certain level of misogyny in it. Yeah. For example, it's things like, I would love for you to share your partner with me. Or, you know, just those types of things where it makes it seem as if the woman is not involved in this at all. And the reality is people have all sorts of different dynamics in the lifestyle. If we were a cuckold couple exclusively, I would be the one doing all of the decision making for the most part. You know, I would I would talk to you about it we would have conversations of course it's consensual but in a female-led relationship for instance the woman is the one making those decisions so if you just automatically assume that the husband is the gatekeeper without having any level of understanding of the relationship you are setting yourself up for a gigantic fucking failure well that's to me that's tantamount to sitting down with a couple for example a single guy let's say sitting down with a, a couple and talking to the the male half of the couple as if the female half isn't there. Yes. Right? It's the same kind of thing. But what's even worse is when they fucking double down, like one of the guys that reached out recently, after I corrected him and told him he was talking to me and not you, he then said, well, I'd rather speak to your wife. <laughs> of well, course you would. I'm sure you would rather do a lot of things. That ain't going to be fucking one of them. Because we're all done here, you know? Yeah. Not that you can't communicate with them. That's not the point. It's a level of disrespect. If you want to speak to one of us, you can certainly articulate that, but there's a proper fucking way to do it. Yeah, well, just like you always say, words have meaning and the way that you choose to use words have meaning. Words are fucking, they can be brutal. If someone reached out and said, hey, would you mind potentially if I talk to the missus or the female half or whatever, that's very different than I would rather talk to her than you. Well, it's almost it was almost downright indignant like I'm not interested in talking to you I want to talk to her well fuck you you're not talking to anybody <laughs> you know <laughs> not with that kind of attitude yeah and you know what it's really easy I'm gonna let you guys in on this crazy uh, secret if you don't know who you're talking to ask yeah there is nothing wrong with saying in your message Am I reaching the mister or the missus or am I talking to you both? Especially right. if you've had a couple of messages where it's fairly generic and you're not really able to tell who you're speaking with. And I'm also going to say this. I don't think that you should necessarily speak to one half differently than you speak to the other half unless no. everyone has decided that that's okay. Right. But there's nothing wrong with saying, who am I speaking with? Yeah, I have. Uh, there's a couple of, a couple that I have been communicating with here that I had the opportunity to spend some time with. If you remember back a few episodes ago, I had uh, some really good scotch and some amazing oral with them. And <laughs> they they reach out to best me. Best night ever. <laughs> best night ever. They reach out to me routinely. I should say he does. And then he'll let me know that his wife or his partner is going to reach out to me separately. And then eventually she will. And then she potentially will do the same thing. So there's that kind of communication as well. You can talk to both parties and a, a coupled with acumen will, will let you know who you're talking to and when. Yeah. You know, and they'll sign the text message or whatever because they're using one number basically. But I know who it is that I'm speaking with. Yeah. You know, that's an easy thing to do. So if you're a single dude, among other things, don't assume that you are speaking to one or the other portion of a couple. And when you determine that you are speaking to potentially the portion of the couple that you necessarily didn't want to speak to, there is a, you know, there's a proper way, a, a thoughtful way. way. Yep. 
of making sure that you have communication with both parties or at least potentially. And if that doesn't work for you, you can very politely back out. Yeah. But what you don't want to do is double down and be indignant and aggressive and demanding. That's only going to get you blocked. Yeah. You want to know what else? If you don't want to deal with the male half of a couple, you can very easily fix that by not dealing with couples. Yeah. Not every single guy has to fuck couples or the wife of a couple. Right. You can easily find single women. Well, and there are couples out there where, like you said, they are female led. They are female driven. And that dynamic lends itself to the female doing all or most of the community. And in some cases, the male portion of the couple never communicates with the bull or whatever. That's fine. That, however, is, in my opinion, not the norm. Yes. So there should, I think most of the time there's, I should say, there's a lot of communication between the couple at minimum, even if the the gentleman of the couple isn't communicating with the single guy, there's, there's a contact there, you know, there's a nexus. So you, you may very likely come in contact with that person, Yeah. you know, it, just don't be rude. How about that? You're a single dude in this space. Don't be fucking rude. <laughs> don't be rude. Don't be presumptuous. You know, use your head. I don't understand it. I'll I, never will. I don't either. No. So we're going to talk about you and T. Super fucking hot. That was a nice little daytime kind of rendezvous. Yes. And you know what's so funny is after last week's episode, we got a ton of communication from people totally agreeing with me that when you have sex during a time that you're not necessarily supposed to, quote unquote, have sex, it's not the norm of the time that most people go out and have hot wife dates, for example, it's hotter. People told me that. So on a Monday night, it's hotter than a Saturday night. It just is what it is. And the hottest one to me, and we've talked about this several times, is this afternoon rendezvous, which you get to do all the time. Yes, my almost a standard Tuesday afternoon, like lunchtime kind of thing, which is so fucking hot because for me, like Nicole works a lot of times from home or she's not, she's at the office and then she comes home to play with me, which is super fucking hot because she's in business attire. But when I get there, she answers the door in this sexy fucking lingerie or a t-shirt or nothing. And it's in the middle of the day when she's going to have, you know, she's going to play with me. She's got to get herself all dolled back up, go back to the office potentially, put on that kind of business persona and it, well, we to me, have it's to do hot. that too. Just because we work for ourselves doesn't mean we don't do that. No. And this was the perfect example of that. I went from business to fun right back to business and there was something so fucking erotic about that to me. It was a hot session. It was a really interesting session for a couple of reasons, which we're going to talk about shortly. But first, we want to say a thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. This episode of FPS is brought to you by our friends at Promescent. Listen, especially in the lifestyle, it's important to wow your play partners. You want to be invited back for more sexy time. And one way to do that is to make sure that you are closing the orgasm gap. Men tend to orgasm much faster than the average woman, and therefore they can sometimes use a little bit of assistance in making sure that they get that gap much smaller. And one way you can do that is the delay spray and the delay wipes from Permescent. They have amazing absorption technology that prevents your partner from getting all numb down there and completely eliminating the point. And they're just so easy to use, especially the delay wipes for us lifestylers. They come in individually wrapped packages. You can just throw them right into your bag, take them with you to the next play party you go to, house party, whatever. So convenient. And those are just two of the products that Promescent offers. You can find their full line of bedroom wellness products at promescent.com. That is P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com for the best bedroom wellness products on the market. 
Splash Takeovers. Do you have your tickets booked yet? If not, you're going to want to do it. We're going to be there and a whole lot of other sexy people are going to be there as well. Splash Takeovers in Atlanta is happening June 2nd through the 5th. We'll be there hosting a pool party and doing some other fun things throughout the weekend. So excited to make some new friends and this is truly an amazing event. There's so much going on from seminars to pool parties to nightly theme parties and so much more. So get your tickets today. Today, you can check the link at members.frontporchswingers.com or click the link in our show notes to buy your tickets before they're gone. You guys know that we do Hot Wife events and we really like to have them on an upscale level, sophisticated and quality. And because of that, we've had a lot of you reaching out and saying, hey, we're not a Hot Wife couple, but we still want to be included in the fun. You're in luck because we are doing Sultry in Sin City, a sophisticated night of lifestyle fun, open to anyone of any relationship dynamic or play style. And you can find the details at members.frontporchswingers.com. This event is happening April 9th here in Las Vegas in truly the most spectacular venue. We are so excited to put together an upscale evening for you right here in Sin City. So again, head on over to members.frontporchswingers.com to grab your tickets while they last for sultry in sin city so this is a fun play session for a lot of different reasons it was unique for several different reasons it was incredibly steamy it was with an amazing man who i have come to adore on many different levels so this was just one of those play sessions that i'm going to look back on and smile well also this was kind of a unique afternoon because this did take place in the afternoon which we just talked about super fucking hot while you were playing with t which is who we're talking about i was playing with nicole at her place yes which was also an added benefit for me we t- i think we talked about that a little bit last week yeah but the fact that i got to play and then i was sitting in our uh, in our place alone while you are continuing to be with nicole because our play sessions were an hour apart that was really interesting for me i was just thinking the entire time about what you were doing, what I had just done, and having those two experiences together in such a short amount of time was very different, and it kind of made me feel anxious, but in a super hot way, if that makes any level of sense. Well, it does, and there was one particular point when Nicole and I were together that particular afternoon. So let me start by saying this. There are certain things that I genuinely enjoy when it comes to pleasing my partner, right? My Let's say, a, a, in this particular case, a female partner. A play partner. A play partner. Yes. And yeah, just in general. But, but in this particular case, a female play partner. And she and I are, we're engaged in sex now for a period of time at this point. And it occurs to me that you potentially are still with T. And so Nicole has this amazing orgasm. She is on her back. I'm on top of her fucking her as hard as I possibly can, which is just one of the things I love. And at some point, I just happened to look down and kind of was maneuvering myself. I think she was getting ready to roll over on her stomach so that I could fuck her from behind. And of course, when you look down, we are sweating, right? And I have come all over me. She just <laughs> came all over me. Oh, that's which hot. is so fucking hot. And at that moment, when I saw that, I thought, huh, I wonder... T is experiencing the same thing with you at this very moment. That is fucking hot. Because that's one of those things that when you experience, at least when I do, with a play partner, it is just 
I mean, it's like it's so fucking arousing to me. Yeah, but it's really interesting that once again, it's almost like a, a multi-dimensional thing going on because you're with a play partner, you're getting all of the physical sensation and the connection with her, and yet your mind is kind of wandering to me, even if it's just briefly. And the fact that that's all happening in one afternoon is so fucking hot yeah and and listen during that time with her i'm going down on her or she's sucking my cock or whatever the those ideas are going through my head like huh i wonder if they're doing this right now what are they doing and you just i can't get that out of my mind no matter how hard i'm concentrating on what i'm doing obviously those thoughts are always there but it's it's always lends kind of a an element of heat because that's playing it's like having porn going on on the tv or something and watching that while you're playing with somebody oh that that de-eroticizes me that drives me up like the fucking sahara yeah not 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 bad porn like good porn (laughs) but you know have you ever walked into a space where good porn is playing on the tv no in fact you and i were just on a uh let's call it a party bus we were on a party bus looking at it with a friend and we walk on the bus and the fucking first thing that you notice is that there's porn on the TVs and it was not good it porn. It was like early 2000s porn where like the women all have fucking gigantic fake tits and they're totally fake orgasming. Just throwing that out there. That would not turn me on. No, that would But was, I understand no. what you're saying. You're getting multiple types of sensation at it's the same time. It's stimulation, right? It's, multi- it's kind of, you know, multiplied stimulation is what it is yeah and the truth of the matter is unlike what the porn we were we saw on that party bus the porn that i'm playing in my mind is very likely real it's really happening like in real time you know so i want to explain this from my perspective because it was a little bit different for me as we've talked about many times on the show and it's kind of become this ha ha funny thing but it's really not funny it's serious to me i'm not able to concentrate on more than one thing at a time no no you can't and so i'm not thinking about you with nicole when i'm with t but the moment that our play session ends that's all i can think about right so that's my afternoon that's the fun that i had and once again this is on a tuesday yeah listen and there's nothing like Tuesday afternoon naughtiness. It is. Listen, I get to play with Nicole at one o'clock in the afternoon. You played with T at noon. That means we get to fuck hot folks, get our work shit done and still have time. We could go to dinner. We can go have drinks and still fuck each other before eight o'clock. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. It is wonderful. Yeah, it really so- is. I will also say I kind of fucked up with this play session because T and I had talked ahead of time. T does not make grilled cheese the right way. I'm a grilled cheese connoisseur. And I told him that I was going... I told him I was going to make grilled cheese for him during this play session or before we played. Totally didn't do it. I didn't even have a chance to go to the store. I let him know that ahead of time. But that was supposed to be kind of this playful thing that I was going to do before we played together. And I fucking dropped the ball. I didn't realize it was sex and lunch. I had no idea that's what you were angling. That was the plan. I made it very clear. Hey, I haven't even barely eaten myself in the last time. I I would love to be able to do that. Um, I haven't even been able to sit down down and have a meal in the last 24 hours because I've been so busy. So there was no chance I was making it to the grocery store. Listen, if I, just on a, as a point of information, if I could suck my own cock, I don't think I'd get anything done. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure that's even fucking possible. Who was that that like removed ribs so they could suck their own cock? That's a thing? I have no fucking idea. Yeah, I don't know. Probably someone listening right now is yelling that the answer. But... Yeah, I don't know. No. Clue. Anyway, I'm glad that I can't because you're right. I would get nothing done. No. 
Uh, my point is, I've dropped the ball. I was going to have this playful little lunch set up for tea. Didn't fucking happen. He was totally cool with it. Rolled with the punches like he always does because he's incredibly easygoing, which is something that I absolutely love about him. He comes over and we're just being super playful and silly. He's giving me a hard time about not feeding him lunch, but I told him I would. And we're just, it's very friendly. It's very affable. We're laughing. We're having a great time with each other. And once again, I think typically in play sessions, I'm really trying to restrain myself. I'm trying to not rush into things and make it this frenzied energy. And I think one of the reasons for that is because then a lot of times my play sessions only last like 30 minutes. Right. And and then I come like four times and then I hurt and then it's just over. Yeah. Does that it, make any sense? So I'm really trying to revel in the moments. I'm trying to, like you said last week, stop and smell the roses a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Even this this particular play session I had with Nicole while you were playing with T, I made sure to pay a little bit more attention to some of the, the nuances of our play. I, I paid a lot more attention. She has amazing breasts. Amazing, as you know. So I paid a lot more attention to those. I was really, when she was sucking my cock, I was kind of sitting up against the headboard of the bed and she was sucking my cock. I was paying really close attention to her ass, which is sticking up in the air and making sure her hair is not in her face and like kind of stroking it a little bit, but really paying attention to her body more, you know, because like you said, you want to. It's a great experience, so you want to spend as much time there as possible. Well, it's not just that. It's not about time for me. It's about appreciating the little moments. Right. It's about making sure that we're both in the right headspace to go into things. I think often people assume that, okay, you're going to have a play session, and you're already attracted to that person. You've already been with them before. Therefore, you're both just going to be horned up immediately. Absolutely. And for me, especially considering that this was a Tuesday afternoon, and I had worked for four or five hours prior to this, I was not necessarily in that mindset. It, I needed some time to really immerse myself in sexiness. Yeah. And I think T could tell that because what we did instead of just immediately getting undressed and going to the bedroom is we decided we were going to sit on the couch in the living room. We right. have this great, it's a large couch yeah. and it's very easy to kind of recline two people on it at the same time. It's just a great fucking couch. And so we're sitting on it together and we're still kind of just talking and we become very kind of cuddly with each other, which this is not abnormal for myself and T. No. We are very affectionate with each other and it's not overly intimate, but it's a nice way for us to just physically connect. It's just more familiar than, than you would normally be with someone. Yeah. Well, because yeah. I don't usually play with someone as often as I play with T. Right. So it's just, yeah, a level of comfort. So we're sitting on the couch with each other. We're touching each other a little bit. He's leaning over every once in a while and kissing my cheek and then kissing my lips. And it's a very nice kind of buildup. There's, it's obvious that there's some sexual tension building. It's obvious that we're touching each other a little bit more vigorously, if you will, but still not sexual touching. I'm not reaching under and like touching his cock or anything anything like that yet. Right, but it's speeding up, you can tell. Yeah, definitely. That building, and it's a nice, slow build. It's not just this like, oh my God, take your fucking clothes off, which I liked. Well, listen, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. When I play with Nicole the, the, during those afternoons, like I said, she's either naked, t-shirt, lingerie, something. She makes it very clear. She grabs a bottle of water from the kitchen, upstairs we go. I like that because I know instinctually that she wants me. You know what I mean? That for me, that's important to know that the person you're you're playing with or presumably about to play with 
is really eager to be naked with you, that's just a turn on to me. Like she doesn't need me to small talk before we get naked. She's already fucking naked. She's expecting me to get naked. Like, like chop, chop, buddy. Yeah, let's go. I, I can like see it. what you're saying. And I definitely have felt that heat. I mean, we've talked many times about me just throwing clothes everywhere and yeah. telling guys like, take your fucking clothes off. And I like doing that. But there's also something to be said for making sure that we're building to something for sure because if i work for five hours and then i just take my clothes off and we have sex i know it's going to be mechanical it's not going to be about connection for me in that moment it's not going to be this heated passionate thing it's going to be i'm going to come because you're sticking your cock in me but it's not anything more than that yeah fortunately for me it's i don't i don't feel that she and i particularly we connect afterwards but 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 before when we first kind of see each other it's it's just hot well, so, yeah, it can be a lot of different ways. Yeah. And it is a lot of different ways with tea. But with this particular session, like I said, a lot of building, a lot of touching, a lot of kissing. We're cuddling with each other. I'm kind of nuzzling into him at one point. I did have a piece of lingerie on and a robe over the top of it. And at one point, because T is a total tit man, right. he kind of started to touch on my tits a little bit. And he's kind of pulling them out of my lingerie a little bit and this is where things are once again starting to to really pick up yeah. so and there was at one point where t starts he gets down in front of me on the couch so i'm kind of sitting up on the couch he's kneeled down between my legs and he just starts nibbling on each of my tits and he's kind of grabbing them and at first it's a really slow grab and then it starts picking up an in intensity he's almost kind of massaging them with his thumbs and sucking on the nipples and then he kind of bites each of them but not hard it was wonderful because again i'm being allowed to really get into the scene yeah listen that slow boil is super fucking hot no doubt about it yes and well and it's something that you and i hardly ever do almost well typically our sex is super aggressive a lot of times there's something that has kind of led to the build-up already you know, whether it's a play session we've had with someone else or you've had or whatever. We don't even hardly make out, though. We're just like yeah, beforehand. Just so we hot. make up during we make out during. Yes. But beforehand, it's like take your pants off and stick your cock in my mouth. For sure. Or lay on the bed. And let me stick my tongue in your pussy quick. Yeah. yeah. And again, I like the variety. So I like that T and I had this different dynamic on that day and he's kneading on my tits and I'm I can feel myself starting to get wet and I can also mentally feel myself coming into much more of that erotic space and now i'm in it and but but that being said because it was this slow build-up it still didn't feel chaotic or frenzied right and that was nice because it was relaxing for me that's something i'm really learning if i'm like take your fucking clothes off and throw them in the corner and fuck me on the bed it's not relaxing it's fun and i get off and it's hot but it's not a relaxing session for me well the probably part of that lends itself to it's the afternoon you had, you know, you were working kind of a, you're just in a different headspace potentially. Yeah. You know, and it's I not needed like that a, relaxation. That's really what it was. So I really liked that T could meet me at that point. Yeah. It's not like a frenzied midnight kind of uh, rendezvous that's just going to, you know, you know, it's going to culminate in just seriously hot fucking sex. It started out differently, softer, and that probably best considering where you were mentally and then eventually you move into it. Yeah, absolutely. So 
Then things kind of start to pick up. T makes it very clear he wants to start licking my pussy. So I lay back. He is once again in between my legs. He starts very lightly licking and kind of almost flicking his tongue on my pussy, which I love. This is kind of a signature for him. He does it quite often and it always feels so fucking good. And the other thing I liked is because we're on the couch and I have the pillows behind me and everything, I have a clear vision of him licking my pussy. A couple of times I just laid back and a allowed the sensation to kind of take over but once in a while I would kind of prop myself up and look and T eats pussy like he truly loves eating pussy that look on his face even when his eyes are closed it's like he's smiling while he's licking and sucking which is fucking awesome yeah listen I think there's someone who really enjoys it who enjoys doing something the experience is just better. I mean, genuinely liking that, you know, enjoying licking pussy or sucking cock or whatever is going to lend itself to a much better experience by far. Fuck yes. And he's just, it's perfect sensation too in terms of the types of sensation he's providing. He'll suck and then he'll lick and then he'll do a little nibble on one of the lips and I'm getting all of this blood pumping to it and it feels so good and I know I'm so wet. At one point I look down at T and he has my cum on his face. I haven't even necessarily come yet, but I guess I should say the wetness. Yeah. My wetness is fucking all over his face. And I loved that. I was so turned on by it. And of course, he makes me come probably within five minutes or so of eating my pussy. And then I'm like, okay, my turn. <laughs> so T is still completely dressed and he unbuttons his pants and takes off his belt and undoes his zipper and takes off his pants and takes off his boxer briefs. And I've talked many times about this. In fact, me talking about it on the podcast has gotten tea laid. <laughs> Let's just throw that Absolutely out there. Absolutely has, yes. Because listeners of our podcast have met him and then they totally want to fuck him based on the fact that I constantly say that he has a wonderful cock and I mean it. This is one of those cocks that's just like pretty to look at, but it's also a perfect size. And it's always rock fucking hard when I want it to be. It's a very reliable cock. It's the, I don't know, it's the, what's the old reliable? Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. Old reliable. <laughs> Is yeah. that a thing? Yeah. Well, it's uh, uh, old faithful, you know. Old faithful. That's his cock. It's yeah. old faithful. Yep. It goes off when you need it to. <laughs> well, it's always there. Certainly there when you need it. So anyway, I he is standing in front of me. I'm still sitting on the couch. And because of how short I am and how tall he is, his cock is literally right in my face. And I'm able to just start sucking on his cock. And I have one hand kind of wrapped around each of his legs. And I'm almost using that to kind of push his cock further into my mouth. I'm choking on his cock. And once again, this is not an aggressive thing. It's fairly sensual, but I am going deep on it. I choked a couple of times. I have kind of the tears streaming down my face just a little bit and you know i have to put my kinky brenna flavor on everything even if it's a sensual session well it's again sensual is relative you know like a lot of things it's a relative term yes absolutely so for that goes on for quite a while and the other thing i love is t loves his balls being played with and Same. i love playing with balls i don't know what it is i might be the anomaly in this situation the minority of women i don't fucking know but i love 
love licking and sucking on balls, especially when they're like nicely moisturized and they're all smooth. And I mean, if you got like a hairy sack, I'm probably not going to lick your balls. Fair. But if they're nicely groomed, I want them in my fucking mouth. Yeah. And there are some guys that love it. And there are other guys that are like, stay the fuck. Don't even breathe on my balls. Yeah. Some guys are just too sensitive. But yeah, for me, I'm a huge fan. Yes, you love it. And I think that's part of why I love doing it as much as I do, because I have perfected it based on how much you like it and how you instruct me to do it. And I like that. I like that T is into it because it's just something I enjoy. and It makes me more turned on when I'm down there. Yeah, for sure. So that goes on for probably a good 10 minutes or so. And then we swap again. T goes down on me, starts licking my pussy again. Now my tits are completely out of my lingerie. He's reaching up and kind of grabbing on them, massaging on them at the same time that he's licking my pussy. Then he just leaves one hand on one of my tits and starts fingering me with the other hand and I come so hard and the other thing I love about T much like I talked about with S last week who we totally still need to give a name to so we stopped just using a bunch of initials yeah he has no issue with me being all over his fucking face. Right. Like he's not dying to wipe it off or asking for a towel or running to the bathroom to wash his face off. He's totally okay with like my cum just like dripping from his chin. To me, that's again, it goes back to one of the, the some of the things that I find the sexiest when it, when it comes to play sessions. You know, me coming home, for example, and you knowing full well, you could, I mean, you can smell Nicole on my face. Like, yeah. that's just the hottest fucking thing. I know Nicole's perfume and pussy better than just about any scent out for there. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's all over my fucking face. Do not care. I'm just happy to have it. Yeah. Well, what was really funny is he was going to work after this and he's like, I don't, I'm not just, not, I'm not going to wash my face. I'm just going to go in and see if anyone notices. Fuck it. <laughs> But anyway, I'm all over his fucking face. And then we swap again. I start sucking his cock. So I'm sitting up on the couch. He's still standing there. I'm sucking on his cock. And it's becoming a little bit more vigorous and a little bit more passionate. And I mean, it's very clear at this point that we want to fuck. But I also loved this back and forth we had going with this oral. It was like a soft swap for like 25 or 30 minutes. I never do that. Well, almost like it's like, let's see who blinks first. Yeah, we're playing sex chicken, penetration chicken. Yeah. It's fucking hot. Penetration chicken. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we should try that one night. I think I would lose. How long would you last? (laughs) Really? I would lose. Because I love when you fuck me. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, come on. You're not going to. You're just too greedy. Well, I won in this situation. Really? Yes. Because I was still sucking T's cock when he finally was like, I need to put a condom on and fuck you. And I was like, okay. Okay. So I asked him how he wanted it. And he told me he wanted me to write his cock. Once again, talked last week about my gym going and getting stronger. And the fact that I rode four cocks in one week and I wasn't breathing like I was, you know, climbing a fucking mountain or something. And this was the second cock of the week. So you've climbed a couple of mountains in terms of cocks for sure. Oh, yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hence two episodes ago, if you didn't hear that. Yeah, you climbed climbed Mount Cock. (laughs) That was Mount Cock. And I reached the pinnacle of it. For sure. But anyway, T wants me to ride him. So he gets a condom on. I also, I love watching him put a condom on. I think it is so fucking sexy because he has this look on his face while he's doing it of sheer determination and excitement. And he's just rolling it onto this beautiful cock. And when he gets it on, he looks really proud of himself, which is also super fucking sexy. I don't know what it is. It's just the vibe and the uh, the visuals and the aesthetic of it all happening at the same time time totally wanted to get on that so he finally gets the condom on i say finally this is probably like 15 seconds (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, to you, 15 seconds is a fucking lifetime. So I get on top of him. And again, we're still completely on the couch. He's almost kind of diagonal on the couch. It's a very kind of thick couch or wide couch. Yes. So there's plenty of room for him to be diagonal on it and for me to still climb on top of him. I was a little concerned about his breaking the couch. I'm not going to lie. Well, it's big. I mean, this thing's four feet deep and about eight and a half feet long. It's big. Yeah, I don't know. We just, we've never fucked on it. So I didn't no, know no. if that was, I didn't, I just didn't want you to come home to a completely destroyed couch, but it was worth it. <laughs> well, if I had known why it was destroyed, it probably just would have been fine. Okay, good. <laughs> so anyway, I sink myself onto this cock and I love writing T because he is giving me a lot of motivation. It's, it's a constant like, oh, I love when you ride me like that or yes, bounce on me like that or he's telling me how good my tits look or how sexy I am. It's just a lot of verbal positive affirmation for me in that moment and I fucking love that and so I'm bouncing myself off of him and I'm reaching down every once in a while to kind of kiss on him, kiss on his neck and I'm also varying the angle. That's one of the things I love most about riding cock is I can sit straight up and bounce up and down and that's nice but a lot of times if I lean myself forward and kind of have more of a 90 degree angle going on with the cock or maybe less of a 90 degree Not angle. quite. That's, I mean, that's really like, that's squirt zone for you. Yeah, it's hitting my G spot. That's yeah. the point that I'm trying to make yeah. here. All my geometry out the window. I just want that yeah. fucking cock on my G spot. Yeah, math aside, <laughs> you're just trying to have orgasms. Oh to my do. God, I'm so intelligent. Let me tell you. Yeah. But anyway, when I lean down, especially the way that his cock is just ever so slightly curved, it hits my G-spot perfectly. And as soon as I did that, I came hard, 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 hard. And of course, I'm clenching all over his cock. I can feel that I'm coming all over him. I mean, I feel it on my thighs. My inner thighs are dripping wet. I don't think I squirted, but it was just a lot of cum. Well, it's just one of the, again, one more of those things that... It's just a super fucking turn on to me when, you know, you know that the person you're with, your partner in the moment is that fucking satiated. And yeah, the positive affirmations. Uh, listen, Nicole is great for my ego. I mean, while we're fucking, it's, you know, she's always saying amazing things to me. I just love it. No. Yeah. Love it. So that goes on for quite a while. And then we kind of stop and we're, again, just kind of touching each other. He's sucking on my tits. We're kissing each other. And then he's like, I want to fuck you from behind. And I'm like, fucking, of course. Of course he does. I get on all fours at first and he enters me from behind and he's kind of rubbing on my ass. He grips onto it a little bit. And the other thing I love about T is he's understanding of the fact that he's well endowed. At least he certainly fucks like he is. And I tell him he is all the time. So right. I assume he knows he has a very nice sized cock. And so he's not the type of guy who's just going to fucking ram me the second he gets in there, especially from behind, because you can hurt me that way. Sure. And so he eases in and he's really kind of picking up the tempo over time and the intensity is picking up over time. And then I kind of angle myself up. I get down on my forearms almost and I'm gripping the back of the couch and using that to kind of push up against his cock. So it's like we have two forces going against each other yeah. and it creates so much fucking sensation. I mean, and just deep penetration at the perfect angle. It is driving me fucking crazy. I'm saying all these dirty things to him. Fuck me harder. Just like that. That cock feels so good. I love how it's hitting me. And he's saying dirty things right back to me. It's just a lot of 
naughtiness being flown back and forth between us. Yeah. I mean, obviously starting out soft and, you know, cuddling and that slow boil turns into that. That It's super fucking hot. Yeah. Yeah. And so that goes on for quite a while. I came twice while he was fucking me from behind. The last time I came so hard, I literally pushed him right out of my pussy. Yeah. That happens a lot with you. I know. It really does. It's a very strong pussy. My muscles elsewhere are getting strong, but I can say my pussy muscles have always been very strong. So. Yeah. It's gold metal level for sure <laughs> very proud of those muscles so as i push him out i realize i'm now fucking sore because i have come probably six or seven times and he wants to fuck again and i'm just like i don't know if i have it in me <laughs> you gotta tap so out. i'm like i would love to suck your cock instead and he says absolutely so he is once again standing in front of me i'm back sitting on the couch i'm sucking his cock i'm sucking on his balls i'm licking on his balls i'm mixing up all sorts of different things like at one point i'm licking the tip of his cock at the same time i'm stroking his shaft and kind of cupping his balls with the other hand and then I use both hands to stroke his cock and then I'm deep throating his cock while I'm kind of lightly massaging his balls and he's just fucking loving every second of it and that's kind of where we ended things it was very hot it lasted for a long time just kind of this amazing oral session and I will say something that I really love about providing tea with oral especially when it's kind of at the end of our play session is He's able to focus so much on the pleasure and he's able to just kind of almost be selfish in that moment. Yeah. I think a lot of times when guys are like in between fucking and they're receiving a blowjob, it's like I'm getting a blowjob so I can prepare myself to fuck you again. Right. Versus just appreciating the sensation, appreciating how good it feels in the moment, all of that. And I feel like he was more kind of just connected with himself in that moment because he's closing his eyes. He's moaning more so than he usually would. He is reaching down to touch me and kind of connect with me every once in a while. But for the most part, he's just getting lost in the blowjob. And yeah. I fucking love that. When, you know, you're someone's providing you pleasure and it's obvious they really enjoy providing you that pleasure. It's easy to just fucking lay back and enjoy it yeah so yeah and then we sat on the couch for a couple more minutes kind of continued to touch each other kiss on each other a little bit and back to what you were saying earlier this is a showing to me of true comfort yeah because even with amazing men that i think about that i've played with recently the idea of cuddling on the level that T and I do and kissing on each other the way that we do it is different and it's because we're we're such good friends I know that won't make sense to people that aren't in the lifestyle but it's because of how good of friends we are that I feel like we can just 100% be ourselves get the touch that we need not have any weirdness or awkwardness about it it's just wonderful yeah we talk about that all the time that connection is very fucking special it is to us anyway I mean it's it's hugely important to me so again fairly sensual session there is no spanking. There's no hair pulling. There's no major biting or anything like that. It was nice for an afternoon session because it was a chance for me to really relax and just appreciate being fucked and licked and all of those different things. But once T heard the episode where I talked about my week of sensuality, we've been having conversations or I guess one conversation about what that looks like for us going forward. Does that make sense? You know, he mentioned that he has a paddle. He mentioned that he'd be interested in flogging me. I am very open to trying those things with tea. I think the problem, and it's not so much a problem, but the thoughts rattling around in my mind, just to be completely honest, is that 
I have often developed dynamics with people because they're my regular play partners and getting away from that dynamic is really, really difficult. I mean, I even think in our relationship, for example, we got into a relationship specifically designed to be in a dominant submissive relationship. And that's not where our relationship went. And so now, like, if we decided you were going to be my dom and I was going to be your sub and we were going to have that type of relationship on a consistent basis, I don't think we can create that. There's too many other things at play. And I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen here, but I do also want to make sure that all of my play partner relationships and sexual dynamics are organic. I don't want to force anything. Yeah, that's a yeah, it's a mental block too, if particularly if you're you've got one type of relationship with someone and all of a sudden for whatever reason you try to alter that dynamic or not so much force it, but you know, maybe try to add an element is one thing, but letting something take over might be a little bit difficult. Yeah. So that aside and on a little bit separate note back to what we were saying at the beginning of this storytelling i am sitting there for over an hour after t leaves because you were actually with nicole for a sizable amount of time that day yes and so he leaves he and i are together for a little over an hour and then it's another hour that i'm sitting there waiting for you to come home right and i don't have anything on i don't have music going i don't have a podcast going i'm working a little bit but i had nothing to distract me and i kind of did that by design because i wanted to think about you with nicole i wanted to have this amazing physical experience and then be able to have kind of the mental anxiety of waiting for you to get back and just challenge myself in that way and i was so fucking turned on i had to reach down touch my pussy at least three times while i was waiting for you to get well, home well you had kind of this you know softer sensual scene going on your candles were lit when i got in it was dark for the most part and you know you were very relaxed let's call it obviously you just had a major session and yeah it was a kind of a a neat experience to have played almost simultaneously to you and completely separately and then to come back and share those experiences not entirely different certainly but uh, different on some level but you know with people that we genuinely like super fucking comfortable with have great sex with and then for you and I to just to come back together after that is i mean there's just something to that to be able to play separately at about basically the same time and have kind of similar experiences and just share it with each other is super fucking hot to me. It was hot. But the other thing is we didn't fuck immediately. We talked for probably 30, 45 minutes about what had happened, about why we were turned on by it, why I liked it. And then we worked a little bit more. And then I think we went out and I don't know, we did something. Maybe we just ran errands. Then we came back and had sex after that later in the evening. And I also liked that because it was this continued buildup and I was thinking about it. And I was thinking about the things you had told me. And I was thinking about the scents. You walking in smelling like her pussy and perfume. Yeah. All of those different things just culminated in us having this ridiculously amazing sex that night. Yeah. It's always that, you know, the idea of the the, the reclamation after sessions like that, regardless of whether it's immediate or not. But we did talk about that as well uh, a couple of nights ago, you and I having, um, you know, that reclamation sex immediately following a session, particularly when we have been in the same room, which we very rarely ever do. You know, there's it's such a different type of, of sex for us when it's, you know, we play separately, come back together, a little time goes by, as opposed to instantly right after one of us has had uh, a play session with somebody else, particularly you. 
Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, that was my hot second sensual session of last week. I love T for coming over and providing that experience. I enjoy hanging out with him so much. And I'm glad that we got to have that time together. And I will also tell you guys, we talk about a lot on this podcast, right? We're very open with a lot of different things. We put a lot out there. But I will say we do even more so with our Patreon members via our bonus episodes. Way more. They are very stripped down and you hear exactly what we think on certain things. And I love being able to present ourselves in a little bit different way with our Patreon members. And if you're interested in that, that's one bonus that we offer as a thank you for sponsoring us and the show. Um, So we'd love for you to check that out. We want to say a very big thank you to our newest Patreon members who this week are Fred C. Bullock and Tonya. Thank you guys so much for jumping on board. We also have our Telegram group and a brand new female-only group uh, that we're offering also on Telegram. So we have just a lot of bonuses that we are providing there at patreon.com slash swingers. We also have the naughtier stuff, the raunchier sucks stuff, including full-on dates that you can see, if you will, at onlyfans.com slash swingers. Lots of fun to come there. You can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at FP Swingers, Instagram at FPS Pod Media, TikTok, and YouTube at Front Porch Swingers. And again, guys, if you plan on coming to one of our events or if you want to see the fun we have planned for the next few months, head on over to members.frontporchswingers.com today. And what else do we have? Lots of stuff coming up. We have an event tonight as we are recording this. We have an event Saturday. Uh, It's going to be a crazy couple of weeks, and uh, we can't wait to bring it to you. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Stay tuned for all of that. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, everybody.